welcome on in to Hick at Night. Appreciate you making us a part of your night right here. Where else but CBS Sports Radio. Hope the weekend's been fun, enjoyable, profitable. Whatever it is that you did these last 48 hours, hopefully it was good and fun. Thank you for winding down your weekend with us right here. Ryan Hickey, Hick at Night on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of fun... One thing I love about college sports, and especially college basketball specifically, is court stormings. I love it. I'm a sucker for it. Anytime there's a big-time upset, one of my favorite pastimes that never gets old is seeing the fans of the home team that pulls off the upset rush the floor in jubilation and just celebrate after their team knocks off a hated rival or their team knocks off a top team in the country. It is awesome. It is fun. It is great for the sport of college basketball. So for me, I think they're necessary. I think court storming in college basketball is a necessary part of the sport. So I know there's now been a lot of hand-wringing and a lot of negatives when it comes to court storming after yesterday's incident in which great Duke standout Kyle Filipowski goes down, gets hurt uh, as the Wake Forest students sprint on the floor um, knocking him or knocking him around, and unfortunately, he left the game, or I should say, left after the game, injured, and now his status right now, as you said here, is unknown. Um, if he'll miss any time, and how much time he will miss, I get what we saw yesterday cannot happen. I'm not sitting here advocating for just recklessness, for lawlessness when it comes to students rushing on the floor, but I don't think the answer to what happened yesterday at Wake Forest is Ben and Court Storm. I don't think that's the answer. For me, the solution is very simple. Wait 10 seconds. That's it. Buzzer sounds, wait 10 seconds, allow the opponents to get off the floor, and then once they're safely away in the locker room, boom, let the you know fans erupt. Let them go to center court, have a great time, and celebrate one of the greatest pastimes college basketball has to offer, which is storming the court and celebrating with your team after pulling off a big-time upset. I think there absolutely is a happy medium here where both player safety and also fan excitement can live in the same space. And I really think it's as simple as just waiting 10 seconds. And to demonstrate how simple, how quick it is, and I feel like why you wouldn't even think it's, you know, you wouldn't even recognize it till, um, till it's all over is, let's just go through really fast here. Do a quick exercise on how waiting 10 seconds can not only benefit you, but you're losing no steam. You're losing no juice after your team just pulls off a big-time upset. So, rule role play here, and selfishly, I'll make this about me. I'm wearing my Penn State shirt here today. So, and Penn State basketball's not very good, so they pull off upsets. So let's, let's pretend here we are all right now at the Bryce Jordan Center. Penn State is playing number one Purdue. They're about to pull off the upset. I'm going to pretend I'm on the play-by-play, make the call, And then as soon as I am done, we'll hear a 10-second timer just to show you how quick that time goes by. Players off the court, 10 seconds are up. Boom. Okay, let's go celebrate. I promise you it is painless. All right. Let's get into action here. Everyone, battle stations. Three, two, and one. All right. Number one, Purdue on the ropes. Down by five. Penn State dribbling out the clock. Five seconds left. They are going to pull off the upset. The fans are going crazy. There's the buzzer. Penn State has just beaten number one Purdue.
rushing the court jubilation pandemonium penn state has beaten the number one team in the country go crazy state college go crazy it's nothing 10 seconds is the perfect amount of time let the players get off the court let the coaches get their team now kind of all shuffled into the locker room and now allow the home fans allow you know the the players themselves the coaches to bask in what they just did beating a top team that is a great sight for us on tv it's a great experience for those in the stands and i think it's a part of college basketball that shouldn't leave i think there is an absolute happy medium where you can take into account player safety you can make sure the players are off the court and away from the chaos while also allowing the fans at the same time to express their energy and their their joy of knocking off a top team. We don't have to take away what is one of the best parts of college basketball, watching a home team celebrate an upset. We don't have to take that away because of one injury. We can modify to make sure that doesn't happen again. That's absolutely what should happen going forward. But you can make sure an injury like what happened to Duke on Saturday at Wake Forest does not happen again while also allowing the home team to celebrate and still allow that awesome scene to occur. I mean, forget about just kind of playing it out like we just did where I hope you realize 10 seconds is not that long. Allowing the student or allowing the players to get off the court that fast and then all of a sudden letting the play, uh, letting the fans go on the court. You can absolutely keep all of your energy, keep all that joy and still let it spill out after the game is over, after the players are away. But I have already seen this happen in college basketball this year. A few weeks ago, I was on the air actually when this happened. Georgia Tech knocked off, at the time, number three, North Carolina. At Georgia Tech. Now, I'm not sure. The the one thing I cannot tell you here is, is why this happened. But here's what I can tell you. It absolutely happened. The game was... One-point game, UNC drove down to the hoop, missed the missed the shot, end of the game, buzzer sounds, game over, Georgia Tech wins. Now, I'm not sure if the fans waited because they were told or if the fans waited because they were not sure if that play was going to be reviewed for a possible block charge. Because it was a little like there was contact on the final shot, and even myself sitting there kind of waiting, like, is there going to be a whistle? Is there going to be some sort of review? Like, are we going to have foul shots coming? So I could not tell, and I've not seen any – evidence or um, explanation since on if the fans waited because security told them to wait or if they waited because they didn't want to rush the court if there was going to be a review and if you know there's a chance that UNC was going to be able to take foul shots to tie in and win the game but either way what happened was number three UNC goes down their players beeline their no handshake line right to the locker room and it literally took 10 seconds fans rush the court as one of the greatest scenes we have seen this season in college basketball It's very easy. It's very doable. All you got to do, forget about the handshake line. That's a, by the way, you want to talk about banning something? Don't ban court storming. Ban the handshake line in college basketball. Especially when you're about to have, and you know fans are about to rush the court. We don't need an extra two minutes of the opposing team and the opposing coaches on the court interacting with fans. We we don't need that any, you know, any more time than, than necessary. Game's over, have them go right to the locker room and allow the home team and the home fans to celebrate. That is, to me, the perfect solution. People that want to ban court storming, and there was a lot of people I saw yesterday 
on social media, on TV saying, enough is enough. This is ridiculous. How are we letting this happen? I think they're overreacting. Because this is, to me, this is not a black and white issue. Court storming is not either pro or against. Or it's either have it as soon as the buzzer sounds or not have it at all. There is absolutely a happy medium here where you can have both. You can live in a world where the opposing team, and that's their right, by the way, is able to leave the court safely, while also at the same time allowing an opportunity for the home fans to celebrate a big-time win. It's not one or the other. You can absolutely have both here, and I think by just waiting 10, 15 seconds, making sure the home team is, or the away team, excuse me, is off the court, is the best and easiest way to do it. You're wasting no time. You're still maintaining what is pandemonium and an awesome scene, and you're still allowing that pure celebration, that pure joy to occur and allow for, again, one of the best sights you see on TV. We don't have to end a tradition because one idiot at Wake Forest tried to target one of Duke's best players. Another idiot that I think was an accident but just was out of negligence runs into Caitlin Clark after Ohio State uh, upset Iowa earlier this year and just knocks her over, not out of spite or anger, but out of just pure bliss. Just ignorance is actually probably the better word. Just pure ignorance of not realizing what's in front of her. I don't think one or two idiots should ruin it for all of college basketball. And that's why, to me, there's absolutely a happy medium of both. Get the players off the court safely and also allow the home team to celebrate. I really hate to say it, but especially since, I mean, this year, especially we've seen a lot of upsets, right, in college basketball. It's been top 10 team goes on the road. It's been a lot more losses than we have seen in any other year, that's for sure. It's been chaos right now in college basketball. So we've seen a lot of court stormings. I'll be honest. I am shocked. This is not like we have not seen like a malice of the palace 2.0. Like we have not seen more chaos because like, if you really think about it, the people rush on the court first. And most of the people that are rushing the court in general are college students, right? They're the ones right behind the basket. They're the ones with easy access. They're the, they're the ones with the most enthusiasm and excitement. Most of the time they're banged up a little too much to drink before the game or during the game. And it's like, it is kind of amazing when you really think about it. 18 and 22 year old kids, 18 and 22 year old drunk college kids running on the court after just experiencing the highest of highs where your team upsets a top uh, top ranked college basketball team. And you are now closer than maybe you'll ever be to some of the best basketball players in the country. Because in that five to 10 seconds when the other team is leaving the court and you're running on, I mean, name another time where you're going to be that close to a top basketball player. It's there's, I mean, you are running basically right by them. I am honestly shocked that you haven't had more idiots swing, push, taunt, chirp players as they're leaving the court. And for how many times it's happened, the fact that really happening twice this year is now the first time we're actually talking about whether court storming should be banned or not. I'm thankful, one, that, you know, we haven't had a malice at the palace, basically 2.0. But at the same time, I can't lie, I am surprised. So part of it is a reaction to what we saw on Saturday. Part of it is just a, I mean, honestly, common sense of just like, okay, if you do this enough, eventually maybe all it takes is one for, you know, one bad scene to break out. The last thing you want is an all-out brawl. But I think the solution is very simple. Buzzer sounds. 
Security's there. 10, 15 seconds. Okay, you look over. The other team's in the tunnel. Okay, now you can go. Go go nuts. Go crazy. Go celebrate a big-time win. We can absolutely live in a world where court storming can happen while also at the same time protecting coaches and players to make sure they are not in the middle of that chaos. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Are you with me or do you think I'm nuts here? Uh, do you, after what we saw Saturday, that awesome but also scary scene at Wake Forest where fans rushed the court, Kyle Filipowski, one of the best basketball players in the country, gets hurt now and his status going forward is unknown. Should that be the end? Should Saturday be the nail in the coffin of court storming in college basketball? If you disagree with what I'm saying, if you disagree that we should still allow it, tell me why. I want to hear your argument of Saturday being the last day in college basketball that running on the court should be allowed. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. David is calling from Buffalo. What's up, David? Hey, Ryan. How you doing tonight, man? Good, buddy. What's on your mind? I appreciate taking my call tonight. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that's crazy about this is, like, you know, we've gone through this whole season of college basketball, and this is, like, the biggest topic in college basketball. It just shows how much the sport has changed. I mean, to me, obviously – it's a safety issue. It's a definite concern. But to me, you know, we're not even talking about the games or the matchups or, you know, the coaches or the players. We're talking about an issue that happens after the game. Ends. I mean, so to me, it just shows how much college basketball has changed and how really to, to most people, most American sports fans and on these bigger radio shows and podcasts and wherever you're at, to me, people wait till March Madness to really talk about it. So it just shows how much the game has really changed. Yeah, no, David, you're right about that. I appreciate the call, and there's a few reasons for that. Number one, the one and done, I think, is in a way hurt college basketball talk on shows like this because for fans, it's hard to know the players, right? They're there for one year, and then they're gone. You know, Zion Williamson at Duke was there for one year, then gone. Like, you don't have there, – there's not a lot of, like, stories and buildup of, like, oh, trials and tribulations. They lost in March Madness this year, but now they're coming back for a vengeance – Next year, like, part of the reason why Caitlin Clark is such a big story in college basketball is because she's there multiple years. Like, she was obviously awesome in leading Iowa to the title game last year. And same thing, by, by the way, with LSU and Angel Reese. Like, you look at women's college basketball, there are way more storylines, and there are more well-known players because they are there for multiple years. So there are stories we can build with their careers. We can now watch and know the players for LSU coming back defending their title. We can watch Caitlin Clark not only right break records and be one of the greatest college basketball players we've ever seen. Uh, we've ever seen, despite what you know Jay Williams and others will say. But part of why we know them so well is not only their greatness is because they're there for multiple years. You can follow their career. It's not one and done. It's not one great tournament, see you later. One great regular season, now they're off to the NBA. That is partly what is hurting college basketball is that the turnover rate is so high. Forget about the transfer portal because that obviously is part of it as well. But just from the great players, you know, the best programs, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, a lot of those guys are there one year and then gone. It's rare when you get two or three-year guys 
So that's, I think, part of, of why college basketball, David, to your point, is not being talked about, you know, as much outside of unfortunate situations like this. We have a, a national story where a player gets hurt after a court storming, and we're talking more about that than we are, let's just say, for example, yesterday, a great Houston-Baylor game, top 11 matchup, Houston goes on the road and beats Baylor in a great back-and-forth game in overtime. Like, there's a reason why we're talking more about the court storming than we are uh, just a great ba- uh, basketball game. Just the common fan does not know, Bas- like, college basketball players. That's not like a slight, I mean, I'm in that boat. It's just tough to, you know, keep up with all the movement, but also the fact that so many guys, anyone that's good or shows a pulse, is off to the NBA. There's no development. There's no story building behind their careers in college. That's at least part of it, David. But back to the original point here at 855-212-4227. I don't think court storming should be banned. Off of what happened yesterday at Wake Forest, change needs to happen. I'm not sitting here telling you all is well, nothing should change, suck it up, it's one in a million. I recognize the dangers of running onto the court with opposing players still on there. I get it. My solution is simple. Wait 10 seconds, allow the opposing team to get off the court, and then allow your home fans to rush on and celebrate. There is a world where you could celebrate a big upset win while also keeping players safe on the other team. I don't think court storming, or I should say banning court storming here is the answer. If you disagree, if you think that is the end, of court storming in college basketball, make your case at 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, at Ryan underscore Hickey, and the number three on Twitter is where you can chime in as well. We'll get your thoughts. You'll hear from Duke head coach John Shire. You'll hear from the man who right now is at the center of this controversy, Kyle Filipowski. You'll hear from Wake Forest head coach Steve Forbes on his take on his fans running on the court. And there's one other point I want to make. If we're going to talk about blame, right, and changing things, we also got to acknowledge there's a whole lot of blame that goes to one specific department that I don't think is getting enough attention. I'll tell you what that is when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey here with you on a Sunday night. Hick at night. Thanks for joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at night. Here's Ryan Hickey. We're going to ban court stories. Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. That was the voice of Duke head coach John Shire, predictably and I think fairly upset that one of his best players now is hurt after not only Duke loses the game, but after the game in which that should have been prevented. I can't disagree with John Shire whatsoever. So that's why, for me at least, I don't think court storming is, or I should say banning court storming, excuse me, is the answer, partly because I think there was a happy medium where both the players can get off and the fans can celebrate. But also I think we got to realize who truly is to blame here. The, The one or two students that made contact with Kyle Filipowski and caused the injuries, they are absolutely to blame. Absolutely to blame. You cannot be that stupid running out there and knocking into a player. That's number one. But number two, I think the other people, group, that should be, you know, blamed here is the Wake Forest security. Where are you? How do you not see this coming? How do you not prepare with Duke coming to town and realizing, oh, my, our team's pretty damn good. We could have an upset here. And if we have an upset here, 
The fans are going to storm the court. Where are you? That's a bad job by them. Again, we have seen a ton of upsets in college basketball this year. We've seen a ton of top 10, top 15 teams go down on the road and have other fans storm the court. And up to this point in men's basketball, we've had no issues. Why? Because in large part, the security staff has done a great job of making sure the uh, the students are nowhere near the players and the players are, are basically guarded off. The Let's just go back to Wednesday night. Creighton smoked number one UConn. Uh, <laughs> smoked him in Omaha. And you know what didn't happen? I know Daily, uh, Danny Hurley got caught on that you know viral video uh, telling a, a Creighton fan, I'll knock you out. Obviously, that was not great, but that was verbal, and that was the fan was farther away. It was not face-to-face. But part of the reason why there was no incidents between Creighton fans and UConn players was because if you go back and watch the end of that game when the buzzer sounds, there is a wall of 10 to 15 security guards with, with a rope that basically roped in the UConn players and basically guarded off the the um, the UConn bench right to the tunnel. So fans are streaming on. There's a wall of security that prevents any fan from getting in between UConn's bench and the tunnel so the Huskies can walk off in peace and not have to you know wade through what is a, a mass of humanity. The security at Creighton and a lot of other schools, by the way, this year in college basketball have done a great job at making sure players are separate from fans. The ball was dropped big time by Wake Forest. That's an awful job, and we cannot forget that here. We should not be talking about this in part because Wake Forest security should have done a way better job at corralling their students and making sure the Duke players were safe. That is a responsibility of the home team, and they dropped the ball big time. They should be to blame here. Absolutely. Kyle Filipowski, especially, too, after the game, was giving his, you know, his viewpoint, his vantage point of what happens, and this is not great. He is saying that he thinks that after the game he was targeted. Really ridiculous of, of, of how, you know, that situation is handled. I've already heard that there's some videos of, of you know, getting punched in the back, and um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure, you know. Like I said, was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court, and they, they can't just work around me, you know. There's no excuse for that. I agree. I, I'm with him. If you're leaving the court, I think it's assumed and expected, hey, you're just going to go around the guy and just run to center court to celebrate, not try to pick a fight with, what, a 6'9", 6'10 player? But like we kind of talked about in the open, you're in college, you're most likely drunk, you are right now high on life after taking down a top team. It's not shocking that all of a sudden there is an incident, which is why I think my solution is perfect. Wait a few seconds, get him off the court, and let's go. Let's celebrate. That, to me, is the best solution, not fanning, court storming. If you disagree, 855-212-4227. John is calling from Nashville. What's up, John? Hey, Hanky. Good to talk to you. Likewise, man. What's on your uh, mind? I am uh, actually a security guard for four different professional sports teams, three college teams. 
so I have a unique perspective on okay. this issue. And I absolutely believe that storming the court should be banned. Should be banned. There, okay, let's hear it. There's just there are too many elements, um, and and I agree with what you said earlier. The Wake Forest security kind of dropped the ball there um, with uh, allowing those people in. But a lot of times you're getting security firms that are you know part-time guys, you know, and they don't have the training or the wherewithal to handle a mass crowd like that. So, so you don't think in your experience, it's possible like either, I mean, as the game's going on to warn fans to kind of come out with like a minute or so left to be like, wait 20 seconds. Like you don't think in your mind it's possible that fans could be corralled, if you will, or just kind of told to wait, Hey, wait 15 seconds and then go. You don't think that's a possible solution. I, I, no, I do not. All right, uh, John, I appreciate the perspective, and you you are someone that obviously would know working your line of field, so thank you for the call, and thank you for bringing that up. I just, I mean, I think it is possible. Like, I think it, like, tr- I don't think it's a, a lot to ask or, or to just do a little extra to train security then, if that's the case, to warn fans and, and put it out there, too, on the PA system before the game, during the game, as a reminder, hey, you can't storm the court until, again, we're talking about like 10 seconds. We played the timer for you before. It's really not that long of a time. You don't lose any energy. You don't lose any exhilaration of rushing the court if you have to wait 10 or 15 seconds after the buzzer ends compared to buzzer ends and boom on the court. It's still a great scene. Again, I, we saw it at Georgia Tech. Go back. I mean, it had to be a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. Georgia Tech beat number three UNC. Go back and just watch the end. I watched it today on YouTube just to make sure it wasn't going crazy. It was literally 10 seconds. UNC walks off. Fans erupt on the floor. I can promise you the, the jumping, the celebrating by waiting 10 seconds was not watered down or was not lessened in any stretch of the imagination. Luke's call from Pittsburgh. What's up, Luke? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I myself, I really just don't think, I do not think that they should ban uh, storming the court. Um, I like your, your um, getting the opposing team, uh, you know, off the, off the court or whatever. But also, I just feel that it's such a fun moment. It's such a, an, an exhilarating time for a team to upset. And I just think that you shouldn't take that away from these kids. I mean, a lot of these kids, let's be real, they, um, they're not going to make, you know, the NBA or anything like that. This may be one of their prime, you know, this may be one of the, the biggest moments they get with their college playing career. And I think I don't think you should take that away from them. They'll remember that moment for life, all the fans and having fun. And what happened with the Duke player, you know, it's just it's unfortunate and, it, and, and it's horrible. But it's one of those things where it can ha- you, you can happen. It can, you can mess yourself up playing the game. You can mess yourself up walking down a flight of st- you know. It's just and I understand that there's more of a risk for whenever you know a bunch of college kids are, are storming the court. But I don't think you should take that away from the players and an organization whenever there's a huge, a huge upset. I think it's just within the game and it's just fun and it would be. I think it would be a total shame if they took it away. Honestly, Luke, I could not agree more. Thank you for the call, buddy. And two, like, forget about the players for a second because, like, you're right. Like that is. I mean, for a lot of players, kind of that. You know, let's say 10, 15 minutes of experiencing the 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 joy with the fans on the court is maybe the highlight of their career. But it's also the highlight of a lot of fans' careers. A lot of fan, you know, experiences at that college, especially if you go to a basketball school. 
And I think like part of what makes college sports different from the pros is stuff like this. Is that atmosphere? Is that just pure, unadulterated excitement that you get, especially from having student sections of, you know, primarily 18 to 22 year old kids? They're just excited to be there, fired up, and are proud when their team wins. Like, from my perspective, Penn State basketball was never, never very good when I was there. I mean, they're not very good now, but um, even when I was there as a student for four years, they were good for once a year pulling off a top 10 upset at home. And so I was lucky enough one year when they beat Ohio State, who was like number 10 or number 11 at the time with Aaron Kraft. There's a throwback for you. I was working the game like I was on the scores uh, at the scores desk. So I was right on the court working that game. Fans afterwards stormed the court. I was working. I didn't, but I was right there. It was awesome. That was like one of the highlights of my college like four years was just being around that atmosphere of just pure joy when your team beats a top team. And so I don't think taking it away or banning it is the way to go. Again, I think there's a happy medium. You can, again, I'm here advocating for player safety, not trying to tell you, ah, screw the players, you lost. Like, you basically walk your way out of there. You deserved, you know, the fans running on the court. Player safety is important. I'm sitting here telling you player safety should be taken into account, and we have to do something. Something has to change from Saturday to make sure players are safer. With that said, though, there is also a world we can live in where players are safe and fans can celebrate. And I think living in that world is where we should go, but I don't think the answer is taking away one of the best parts of college basketball. Court storming, watching it on TV is fun. Being there in person is awesome. And it helps what, you know, it kind of it helps them separate from the NBA. It's different. The sport itself is the same. But everything else around it, the pomp, the circumstance, the atmosphere, it's all different. Don't take away, don't detract from from what makes your sport special in college basketball, which is the atmosphere and the fans. Protect players, but also allow the fans to celebrate. That's a happy medium we can live in. 855-212-4227. When we do return, you'll hear Steve Forbes. He had a really interesting take. The Wake Forest head coach. The guy whose team pulled off the upset. You'll hear what he has to say when it comes to his fans storming the court. As well as also, you see this video from Cam Newton? I got some advice for those out there after watching this video from Cam Newton. I think you want to adhere to it. I'll give that to you next. It's Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio discussing why, despite what happened yesterday at Wake Forest, where unfortunately one of the best players in college basketball and Duke's best player in Kyle Filipowski, after Duke lost to Wake Forest, was hurt leaving the court because fans rushed the court, ran into him, twisted him all around, injured knee now. His status going forward is TBD. So it's a sad and frustrating, honestly. We, we should not be talking about this, but... We are. Frustrating scene that went down um, in Wake Forest. I think the happy medium to this is waiting 10, 15, 20 seconds for the players to clear off the court and then allowing the fans, once the opposing team is off, to rush on and have fun and celebrate. There's a world where both players are safe and also fans can celebrate their team's big win. Um, Obviously, Kyle Filipowski, after the game, is upset about it. John Shire, their head coach, upset about it. But one person's voice I want you to hear is on the other side. Should be a joyful 
Steve Forbes, head coach of Wake Forest. Well, here's his take after his team knocked off number eight Duke, and his fans obviously were involved in the injury to Filipowski after the game. Here's Steve Forbes' take when it comes to court storming. I didn't see what happened at the end. You know, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't like court stormings. Never have. Um, I've been a part of those before as a coach. I just don't feel safe. Um, and I'm sure the next time that happens, we'll do a better job of, of uh, you know, taking care of that situation. Wake Forest security definitely has to do a better job if there is a next time uh, this year or upcoming soon. But he also, like what he said, he doesn't like it because he doesn't feel safe. But once you're in the locker room, I'm sure you feel safe. Get him off the court, get him to the locker room, and then let fans celebrate. We don't have to take away court storming because two idiots at Wake Forest ruined it for everybody else. There's a world where both can can live. Now, I talked about my experience at Penn State working a game on the court in which Penn State um, upset Ohio State and fans charged on. Chris Hess, producing tonight, also just happens to be a Penn State alum. Let's go. Penn State in the house today. But, Chris, you were actually a fan involved in a court storming. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Let's hear the experience. What was it like? It was uh, ultimate thrill and the ultimate rush. I remember I had gotten to the Jordan Center pretty early that night. It was a whiteout in the BJC. Okay. Uh, number 8 Ohio State was in town. This was the 2017-2018 season, the team that I think got snubbed of a tournament appearance. But maybe they shouldn't have lost to Ryder in the beginning of the year. But that's water under the bridge. Penn State not only wins but destroys Ohio State 79-56. to It is a bloodbath. And you knew the game was over at halftime. It was, we're like, yeah, we're storming tonight. No doubt about it. And I remember when we stormed the court, we had to kind of like noodle our way to the sides of the student section. Okay. So I was sitting behind the, I think they had us behind the scores table. Okay. And we had to noodle our way to the sides of it. So the court storming looked kind of delayed. Because we all had to file out towards the sides because there was no way in hell we were going to jump over the scores table. That was not happening. Penn State is not smart. They put a majority of their student section, for those unaware, on the side. Like, you know, most most colleges put it behind the basket, especially the basket where in the second half the opponent's shooting from. I don't know why Penn State does this, Chris, but they put a lot of them on the baseline, which is... To your, said, to your point, why you have to go around and you can't just run straight on. And since the student section at Penn State, the Legion of Blue, isn't very big capacity-wise, they op- they put the um, the sides behind the baskets as extra student seating, as overflow. So those people got on the court first. I was probably in the group that was the last to get on the court. But okay. regardless, at that point, I have a video of it too. And I just remember it's just a sea of white. But I was on the side of the court closest to the scores table. I couldn't see the players and what was going on after the fact. But the next thing I know is I see Penn State players on top of whatever table is on that side too, going crazy and all that. And Ohio State's already off the court at that point that they made sure. I think security, if I remember correctly too, security was standing in a line separating the court storming and the postgame handshake line. And it was a quick postgame handshake line. And then at that point, all hell broke loose that it was pandemonium in the Jordan Center, and that was it. That's like part of it is I don't think we need the handshake line, especially like after an upset. You don't have to prolong anyone's time on the court more. But like, I think at this point, like when you're just excited to be there, I think the quicker you can get the opponents off the court, the, the better it is for everybody. Better it is for them, 
better it is for the fans to like you just don't have to you know you're not tempted let's just say take temptation away from college kids i think that that is another lesson here that that absolutely can be applied 855-212-4227 james is calling from baltimore what's up james hey hello what's, what's up man you are live on the radio no, yes, sir. Um, so I, I, I love the show. I, I disagree, though. I, okay. I think the coach told me thing. I think it's one of these one in a million situations where you know somebody gets hurt, and I think that's the end of it. Um, so you're you're done. No more. You even like so you don't like my idea of wait. Let's say ten seconds. Get the players off the court and go. Thirty thousand or forty thousand or fifty thousand people for ten seconds. You know, I think if it's that intense, I don't think that's a realistic, you know, solution to the problem. I think once somebody goes down, I, I think that's the end of it. I, I I played college sports. You know, I wrestled, played a little bit of football. Um, I remember we beat NC State, and it was an amazing thing. It was Philip Rivers was a quarterback at the time. It okay. was an overtime game. Um, everybody rushed the stadium. It was amazing. It, it was very cool, and I, I don't disagree that it's an amazing feeling, and, you know, that's a great thing. Did you but do it yourself? Was, you were on the field too? I, I was. I played defensive end. I, I was on the field. I, I played on the oh, team. Right, it, it was a great thing. Um, the the once somebody gets hurt, I, I think that's the end of it. You know, it's it's. I don't think you can control that many people like that. I, it's. I don't think it's realistic. I like that you want to keep it going, but but at the same time, I don't think. Once somebody gets hurt, I think that's the end of it. I hear you, James. I appreciate your perspective um, and your thoughts. What I would say too is, it has to be a joint effort from everybody. Like, I would agree with James's premise that, hey, look, if there's one minute left and everyone's like, oh, we're, go- we're going, baby. I don't think that's all of a sudden the time. Like, hey, guys, by the way, 10 seconds, you got to wait. Let's get the players off the court. And let's go. This has to be, I think, a, a, a movement from all of, you know, the NCAA, every single conference, every single team as a reminder. Like, I think if you put it in fans' heads enough, it becomes normal where you don't even think about it. And then it's just like, again, we, we kind of, we played you the timer to start the show. T- like, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. It sounds like a long time. Oh, the buzzer goes off. Like, I'm itching to get out there. No one's going to stop me. But if you really think about it, if there is a wall of, I don't know, 10, 15 security guards. And again, remember, who is leading the charge first? It's students, right? It's not, you know, the, the booster. It's in the front row that's sprinting on the court. You really only have one or two maybe entry points from the, at the very beginning of where fans are going to run on the court in that, you know, immediate aftermath that you have to prevent from running on. If you, I just, I don't think I'm oversimplifying it, but if you get the message out now and all the offseason, put this through fans' mind and train your security just to be like, whether whether it's a rope, whether it's extra bodies, hold, 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 okay, they're gone, all right, now come through. I, I mean, I think we're capable as human beings as lovers of sports that honestly want to celebrate. This is coming from right a position of joy. This is not coming from a position of anger where you see red and nothing's going to stop you. This is coming from a position of joy. Your team just knocked off a top 10 team. I want to go celebrate with my players. You're already happy. I don't think hearing from someone, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now you can go. I don't think it's ruining the experience or I don't think the fact that like asking that is like asking too much. I don't think it's asking too much of fans to kind of put the brakes on and then go. I know at times society seems like we're doomed. I think we are, as people, I'll say, we are capable of change 
And we are capable of having two things at once. Player safety, but also fan jubilation. That is my uh, pitch. That is my solution. I hope anyone at the NCAA um, that has any sort of powers listening, free advice. I don't have to have the rule named after me. I don't need any recognition. Just implement it so that we can still keep a lot of what makes college basketball great. And having fans rush the court and celebrate a big upset will also at the same time making sure the opposing team gets off the court in a safe manner and we don't have what happened on Saturday to Duke happen to anybody else going forward. When we return here, Russell Wilson just spoke with I Am Athlete tonight and had a bold, bold claim for his career. You'll hear it next. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.